Hello everyone and welcome back to Tales from Stringersburg. Instead of jumping into it like we usually do, we're going to do a little bit different. But with me, as always, is Josh as Puppeteer. Hello. Jubal as Powder Girl. Hello. And me as the DM, GM, Storyteller. Fire Universe. Mm -hmm. Everything else. I am the crafter of worlds. <laughs> so it occurred to me that this storyline may possibly have gotten a little convoluted in some ways, a little, a little obscure. So I wanted to ask you guys as players if anything had occurred to you that you were confused on points or anything that i could clarify uh also listeners uh if anybody wants to email us or anything if you guys have questions as to some occurrences then i'd be happy to answer those as well so my question my first question there may be follow-ups i can't promise anything Mine has to do with the one-shot with Strix and the mechanic. Are, is, is that woven in? Is that part of this now? Yes, that is canon, and that was actually what we were building up to, uh, and that was something I wanted to address with everybody. Uh, Sean, unfortunately, due to scheduling and some extenuating circumstances will not be able to join us from now on so the mechanic and Strix will be have been rolled into the universe that's kind of where we left off last time was the the ochre ogre or the troll showing up and you guys fighting and then joining up with them and that was when the one shot happened and then we were going to continue on past that um so that's where we're at right now and we and we left that encounter having helped them defeat i don't want to call him the name of another character from another franchise magical weasel man right we 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 helped them beat whatever that guy's name is uh-huh and and then it was just i forget how exactly it left off after that i i kind of remember the end of the fight and then it's a little hazy cuz that's been a while now yeah i'll i'll recap that when the actual okay all right all right thing get started right. um the only other thing i think would so this is something that would be burned into fergus's memory but me being you know a, a real person with other interests i'm i'm not quite as uh anyway the circumstances in which he first met June, can we just go over that again? Yes, that's that's actually one thing I was going to bring up if he, either of you guys didn't. You were ejected from Future's realm when Future and Past were fighting each other. Um, right. Past was like reaching out for you, and Future just kind of shot you out and everything, and you were, you were blasted off into the white space. And uh -huh. as you were kind of moving through it, you kept seeing these little like flicker flashes of this person who you now know as June uh -huh. in this nothing space. And 
you know, there would be lots or whatever, and you kind of followed it to the end of time, and you kind of emerged out at this spot. Uh, right. And that and that's one thing I wanted to clarify is is I was editing and noticed you were kind of fixated on time ending early, and that's not what it was. It was eon. You uh, you didn't feel it initially initially, but when she shot you back through time mm-hmm. uh, with her powers, you felt like millennia and eons go by. Okay, like so it, it's it, not so much. Yeah, it's not a preemptive ending. It's it's a natural progression of time ending. Okay. All right. So it was just you other... were at the very point where, you know, the heat death of the universe occurred pretty much. Right. Okay. So then what was it that June was so upset about because i i inferred from her being like you know you you have to stop it whatever exactly she said that it was i mean that that's how i came to the conclusion that like oh this is this is the end but it's not supposed to be because she's like lamenting it and and telling me to try and stop it she was more alluding to some occurrence she didn't you guys didn't go into any specifics she was just saying, go go back in time and stop whatever happened. Like, you guys didn't have that conversation. Okay. Like, you didn't ask her the specifics, and she didn't offer. She she was more distracted with someone else, else actually being there. Right, but she did say specifically to go back before the war starts. Yeah, go right. go go find me before the war. Right, okay. Gotcha. So, yeah, Jubal, you, anything? Questions? Concerns? Um, Conundrums? Uh, not currently. I'm sure I'll have... I'm sure I'll have flow interrupting questions, though, once yeah. we actually start. Yeah, um, that was one of the, the main hang-ups about your interaction with June at the end of time. Um... Also, just some clarification, when you went to, when you were quote-unquote abducted into Presence Realm, you were put into that quarantine for, you found out how long it was afterwards, but you didn't feel the time pass or whatever. Wasn't Wasn't it several years? Yeah, it was like five years. That's what I thought. Um, yeah, but yeah, you had been kind of left your devices to your own devices once you were, once you were out of there. Um, but I'm sure that wasn't Fergus's perspective. That was another just kind of small (laughs) thing. But yeah, if you guys think of anything, just let me know. I just wanted to make sure, uh, try to clarify any points that may have been a bit foggy so previously on stringersburg claire fergus and june had gotten out of the sink had the the stink eye cast upon them by blue morgan and were trying to figure out where a safe space safe space was which is kind of like a safe space and 
Fergus reluctantly offered up his uh, hidden HQ. You guys went down through the, the subway and the sewers and all that and the, the trail and found Jaguar still pulled up in there. Um, and guys pretty much had a conversation with him. June gave a rundown of her powers, just kind of this weird time displacement, there, not there kind of deal. And um, Fergus and Claire left to go uh, take care of some business. Um, you were going to go check on your funds, Fergus, I believe. No, no, yeah. you, you used uh, use Claire's uh, smart bracer to do that. Right, but but we had decided that we were going to need allies, so we were going to go talk to, like, seven. Uh, yeah, that's right. You guys were heading to the monster <clears throat> squad. That's what it was. Uh, sorry, brain fart. You guys walked up, out, and were walking past a building, and that's when you ran, literally, smack face first into Ogre Ogre, or the troll, as you guys have each known him. He was wearing some strange head device that didn't allow for mind control. His intelligence was boosted. And you guys fought him kind of across part of the city. Uh, he heading actually a little south towards uh, Monster Squad. Uh, you kind of blew past it a, a couple blocks. But were helped by a strange bird man and a dude in a kind of cobbled together tech suit um, more industrial look than than sleek TPP uh, protocol and were introduced to the mechanic and Strix uh, you guys ended up helping them out uh, found a deal that was going down between Makoto and Roche in a warehouse you guys helped uh, put that away even though Roche got away and Strix, as does. yeah, as she does, and Strix took Makoto uh, off somewhere to be questioned and figured out. And yeah, so you guys kind of had a tenuous connection there. You found out where the mechanic's head headquarters was, and it's actually not too far from Monster Squad. Uh, it's a little more towards the southern tip instead of in the. Uh, southeastern region of the warehouse district and so yeah that's where you guys are you guys are ubering walking whatever uh, down there is there anything you want to do before you get to monster squad how did we how did we leave it with the mechanic um you guys pretty much, I think how we left it at that previous session was like, we've got some stuff to do, but we we kind of now know each other, blah, blah, blah. And so it's kind of this right. open-ended, like... Right. We're not, we're not jumping into an alliance with this person. This is like the first time that we've encountered him. Right. But he did know who Powder Girl was. Sure. So, which is a—it's not impossible, but it's a little unusual. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, game recognized game, right? I mean, you're both super scientists. True. So. Good point. Good point. Um. So I had a I had a just sort of a general uh, teamwork question for the two of us, which is um. So uh, Fergus has the ability to um, kind of have people forget about him, right? Like kind of not mm -hmm. notice that he's there. Yeah. <clears throat> and you have this problem as well. Like if you are not directly interacting with him or if he's not doing mm -hmm. something to garner attention, you lose track of him. Okay. I can't shut it off. Interesting. Um. I'm wondering if there's a way we could combine that to some sort of faster than walking, slower than my run, like tandem, like cloaked travel. Where like I help you go faster, but you help me be less conspicuous. Hmm. Cause that would be a cool combination. Because I can go real fast, but then everybody's like, look, there's a chick going a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> like Yeah. And, and and she's running all, along the side of the wall, like that's, you know, well, uh, that's mechanically, that's kind of one of the conditions of cloud minds is like if you do something to out of the ordinary to garner people's attention, like that's when they that's when the power kind of stops working. That's what I was saying. It would be interesting if there was a way we could like not run 100 miles an hour, but maybe run 20 miles an hour, which is or, way or, faster or like. We, we get to a place, you know, we, we, we travel slowly under my mind cloak to a place where, oh, there's no people here. So let's go real fast for a second. And then mm -hmm. we slow. We get, but you know, it's, Claire's not super strong, so I don't know that she can carry you. So I was she, saying there's... She could probably pick up. But, well, <laughs> okay, but... Um, no, I'm, I'm saying like like with his, with his uh, telekinetic abilities, like I think yeah. there could be... He could have sort of like a like a force field sort of thing or, or, or just like have some sort of diametric even yeah, he just hangs I, on yeah. <laughs> he just hangs yeah. on her shoulder while he's running she could have some you know loop yeah around her waist or something and he could just go not with his hands he wouldn't well, right, right. right 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 far too much human contact that way yeah true oh yeah absolutely but um yeah, I mean, we could we could try something like that. Well, just something something for us to keep in mind because I think that would be some like a oh a, I've I've been trying to think of ways we could have like, um, du duo powers. You know, like how our powers interact in ways that are like constructive and like yeah. Well, like, the, uh, the other thing I have that might be really useful to you, um, is machine control. Just keep in mind that I can I can puppet machines to some extent as well. Oh, that's super cool. That's super cool. Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot she could do with them. Uh, there is that's one thing cool. that I forgot to uh, mention in the uh, kind of recap time timey wimey recap is Claire. You're more aware of this, Fergus. You've slightly noticed this that kind of the center to a, a bit to the north, there are skyscrapers that weren't there previously. Claire, you know this because you work at Lucid Pharmaceuticals. 
And I think you've probably researched this, Fergus, you've been too busy with other stuff, but mm. it's where this is such like kind of a rundown city, a bunch of tech companies, like big futuristic tech companies have found out since the whole TPP mess that property in Stringersburg along with regulations on things are very lax. So a bunch of tech companies have moved in and built all these buildings and pretty much, you know, the little tech corner is like not Stringersburg really. And then Rivers Bend where you had had your house is like a gated community where a bunch of people just kind of commute to or outline area of. <clears throat> so that's that's one thing that's changed significantly from when you guys were in Stringersburg. Like a lot of other that stuff is is the, is the same, but yeah, this like whole tech district that's come up. So it's this super odd juxtaposition of this futuristic clean stuff and this, you know, city that was built in the 40s and 50s like that was the last time it was really kind of really updated mm -hmm. interesting like maybe a bit in the 80s very interesting so we don't yet know what these skyscrapers are uh, uh claire does well they're tech companies yeah oh, they're tech companies right, right, right. yeah right, some of, some of the big ones there's lucid pharmaceuticals uh callahan mm -hmm. industries paragon um callahan auto or callahan industries industries <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Tommy, who? <laughs> right. So yeah, go, uh, but yeah. So ha are you? How are you guys getting getting there? I like this combination of powers. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, um, I think until we have that a little more mechanically worked out, which uh, might be something we take, like we do uh, off, off stream, as it were, not yeah, live. Yeah, we, we'll... we could handle that. Just we'll write it out. Yeah. Um, on chat and uh, figure out some mechanical ways, like what you think would be good ways. And, and I'm sure there's some other stuff, but I, so I think for now um, between the two of them, they have plenty of money. So a nice Uber is not out of the question to okay. get to places for now. Like, I mean, if we, it needs to be something more dramatic, we can do it, but we're not, we don't need to right now. So. All right. Yeah. So you guys <laughs> get to monster squad and it's, you know, located close to the river. Yeah. Just, just a thing. Um, while we're on the way there, um, Fergus asks to use Claire's some, some, some communication device, and mm -hmm. he, and he makes some. He doesn't make what seem to be regular phone calls, but he like handles it, and he's obviously doing something, and he'll like listen. And like type out a message or something, or just let a, or just you know, you'll just see a message go across the screen. I just, I just want to say that he's making some communications because I want to plant some seeds for my preparation power later Ooh, down smart. the road. Okay. So, Fergus is putting some communications out there to. All right. Somebody. If you're not actively trying to conceal it, Claire's pretty sharp, and you probably know that she's seeing what you're saying. Okay. Just, I mean, just, just like, like that's just kind of what she's like. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Yeah. He'll, 
he's he's so does she just have the the bracer that's like that's what the what the tech is there's no okay it's probably like an earpiece too when you think drew um it's it doesn't have an earpiece it's got some type of um like when you've got your arm up and the screen is up it Mm -hmm. it's got some type of of reader where it figures out where your head is and projects the audio there so there's no like Mm. but only where you can hear it which is actually technology that that exists it does I wish that existed more commonly now. So when people have their <laughs> well, play music on their phones in public, yeah, it's uh, it, that sounds to me like a, a different application of a uh, weapons technology where they were trying to build sonic weapons as like crowd deterrent things, mm-hmm. to where you could just point a thing at a person and they would get blasts of noise that only they could hear and just like Sa- fall down. Yeah, sound cannons. That's intense. Yep. DARPA, bro. Yeah. So you guys get to Monster Squad, which is uh, in the warehouse district. This one now stands out quite a bit from the others. Uh, Armor plating on the outside. Uh, Actually, no, no, no. I take that back. Sorry. Uh, You saw that on the inside. My fault. Uh, But it's got extra security. It looks like the glass is a bit thicker. Uh, It's a bit cleaner than the other ones around it and the door has that uh you know vocal print you know reader and it's got a camera above the door and the you know it's got this big thick uh, steel door on it as we're getting out of the car and and walking toward this impressive entrance um fergus has uh has pulled his his mask on and he's like, uh, I, I would, I don't want to force the door. I, I, I want to know what they know about us. See if we're recognized. Yeah, I think yeah, we want to be uh, uh, transparent about this. I think we'll actually get further by being transparent than if we successfully try to pull anything over on them. Yeah. Um, so we'll just walk up to the camera interface and Fergus will just. Okay. You see it kind of blink a couple of times and uh, you hear uh 138 or not 138. You hear uh, seven's voice come over that, that odd duality of, of overlaid male and female. Hello, Fergus. Who is your friend? This is... Powder Girl. Or, uh... He just kind of looks... looks Claire. Over you like, Either is fine. Uh, Dr. Claire Robbins. Mm. You... Mm. You know me. You don't know her. I see that she works for Lucid Pharmaceuticals. That's right. Hmm. I'm a lead researcher there on meta research and meta technology development. 
and your ties to Greg uh, Greenwell? Not personally. Only by association. The door. Click. Cool. Okay. Sure. Walk right in. We're probably not going into whatever they call those corridors in the castle with all the like murder holes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We're probably not going. <clears throat> no. Hopefully, uh, it's not one of those. No, it it opens up to a spacious, almost kind of um, flat, almost like there's a, mm -hmm. a communal living area, and you see a kitchen, which is where you had your showdown with the knife, and then off to the right. It looks like there's a corridor where Fergus would know there was multiple bedrooms for each person, and then at the end of that was a like a practical, physical danger room esque uh, building, and then off to the left, you you didn't explore that, but you know that they're you know I think um, uh, Spitter told you that that's where they keep like their cars and some of their tech and everything. But you see, go ahead. So this is this is a version of this place that I've seen before. This or is it's just similar enough. This is the version of the place. There are still knife holes in the walls from where you fought. Oh, the knife. okay, all right. So it hasn't changed since then, right? Ah, okay. Good to know. Very good to know. Okay, um, sorry, go ahead. And you see Seven come around the corner, and it's odd seeing Seven like this. Claire, you've never seen Seven before, but around the corner walks this individual. You can't read male or female, but they kind of look almost idealized, like you're an idea of a person. Mm -hmm. uh, they almost seem not fake, but like you're like, draw a person, like no one in particular, and you, you try to draw them as best you can, and it's got these kind of general features, and that's kind of what they look like. And they're also wearing a super nice three-piece suit. And Fergus, you've never really seen Seven wear clothes before. Um, but they're they're in the most human form you've ever seen. Like usually when you see Seven, they're this undulating, like constantly kind of morphing in one sense or another type person, be it organic or inorganic shapes or or human or animalistic. Like they just kind of like morph through all these things constantly. Um, but this is the most static you've ever seen Seven. Oh, okay. Fergus is just immediately like, uh, oh, uh, what's the occasion? <sighs> I'm going to address some of the city's council and the first time I showed up in a more fluid state, they were more distracted by my form than by my words, so 
I've learned to compensate for uh, their distractions. It's just a costume, my friend. You can take it off as soon as it doesn't serve you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but, uh, but to be heard is, is important so one can be seen. Yes. Uh, speaking of people being seen, he points at the knife holes in the wall. Where is he? Do you know? He's gone to one of his bolt holes, I imagine. If... I just want to be sure that we don't... Again, I, I, it was too much. I, I don't want to be in the same place as him, if it I, can be helped. I never knew you two had animosity. Didn't I tell you the strange... I thought I... 138 related to me. It, it, it was... It was... A, a kind of... Animosity doesn't even begin to cover it, I'm afraid. It's uh, something of an existential problem. Anyway, well, I know, you, I, I, I know you wouldn't come here, especially with someone new, unless it was something important. You're on your way out to this council meeting? Uh, yes, I was just... They motion at the suit... Trying this on, and they kind of go over to the couch and like shuffle their shoulders, and then kind of like mercury just kind of splorf out of it <laughs> and kind of reform. And you know, I would say that they were stretching their neck, but you know, it's hard to tell where their neck begins and ends and everything. They're just. Oh. Being constrained uh, to find it, one's freedom. Yes. Uh, hmm. Let me. Normally. Sorry, I I was being far too vague. I was distracted by what I was going to address them for. I've become somewhat of a uh, proponent for meta uh, freedoms in the city. Ever since the whole political TPP strongman thing, and then the influx of meta in the city, it has... I'm not exactly sure if you're aware of the MHTF presence outside of the city. They've set up multiple command posts in case the metas get out of hand. They were... they tried to set up inside the city limits, but after Fractal defected and everything, it was... they didn't have a strong foothold. Ever since his injury, he hasn't been quite the same. Well... Uh, Do I know Fractal? I don't think I know Fractal. You you met Fractal. He was the, he was the dude that was punching the big steel pillar that you uh, accidentally walked into his room when you were in the uh, when you were in Lucid Pharmaceuticals. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. And you also know <clears throat> Fractal from back in the Chicago days. He saved your guys' That's bacon. Right. He's a big fan of Claire's. 
That's the well, same one, right? Who, who among us isn't? Welfare. <laughs> Morgan. Paku Paku. <laughs> Paku Paku. That's, That's funny. Right. That's right. Well, um, Fergus says, um, the problem with the knife, it's broader. It's a space-time problem. It's very complex, but there's there's someone we need to protect, and and we need your help. You and the squadron. Hmm. This if is you quite unlike still... you. So I guess. You wouldn't be here if it weren't important. What can the Monstrous Squadron offer its founder? Uh Claire Claire kinda looks at Fergus. It's not a flattering um anyway. Um June, her name is June. She's generally just a a person, but a very strange and powerful thing uh, manifests around her, uh, protecting her. It's somewhat conscious on her part, but it, it's difficult to... You're really bad at this. Okay, seven, right? Yes, seven actually chuckles a little bit. We have we have someone who previously doesn't have meta abilities, who's gotten in, in uh, wrapped up in something that involves the future, time, probably magic, and they're in they're under uh, immense danger. We know that these forces are malevolent, so we assume that any malevolent force who's after her is an enemy of the rest of ours. So we want your help to protect someone who is manifesting some very strange and time-related meta-powers. That's why we're that, here. That's not so different from what I was saying. I mean, but clearer, conciser, and more to the point. But yes, yeah, you're right. It's not that different, Fergus. Well, we have no that's, that's, skills. That's, that's, that's my pouty lower lip, not his. He doesn't do that. That's just... Me. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> While we have no experience in time or magic, we're a more meta-based group. If it concerns Puppeteer this much, then it would be our pleasure to help. Currently, like, Spitter. Like currently, Spitter is out. Knife is missing, and one thirty-eight is still going through calculations of whatever you discussed with them. Yes, just oh, like that. One thirty-eight. There's uh, the Hagakore references that a samurai should make its make their decision within five breaths. Hidden Leaves once taught me that. So, 
So, uh, I'm sorry. I, Claire, I Claire looks follow. a little lost, but doesn't say anything. Hidden Leaves was the robot that One-Eye made that was supposedly yeah. the spirit in a very uh, Alphonse Eldr Elric way of a soul inhabiting a suit of armor, but just ended up being a robot. That That part is not what puzzles me. I, I didn't follow how Seven arrived at this reference. What was that? Uh, it, they were reference. Claire said just like that, and Seven said, as the Hagakore oh, says, oh, a samurai that. should make a okay. decision within five breaths. Okay, now I follow. Now I follow. Okay. I like that, Claire says. Now now that I know, re re redact her being confused. She goes, oh, I like that. I uh, need to check in with 138 about that. But uh, meanwhile, um, June is, um, also, is somewhere. Sorry, Jaguar is also missing. Apologies. Oh, it's all right. We we know where he is. Oh, you do. Claire Claire looks at him a little quizzically, like, "Did you just say that?" She gives you the "Did you just say that?" look. He's 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 just hiding from other gods. It's it's fine. Ah, uh, uh, he's still about the divine business. His divine business. I'm I'm not sure exactly what it is, but yes, yeah, something like that. Um, but the uh, uh, operative question is: Is the how secure are you here? Is I, this a place a, a person could be protected? Kind of look around, and you notice armor plating on the inside, and. You know, you you've seen it a, a bit when when you came here first, and there's a, a you know a decent amount of tech. It seems pretty uh, reinforced and everything. So, and you know, Spitter kind of gave you a, a basic rundown that they found a, a TPP cache and pretty much stole all the oh, shit oh, and then oh. used it on the headquarters and 138 repurposed everything because okay. they're a bit of a tech right, genius. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Right. Okay. Uh, Seven, I, I... Is it alright if, if we bring her here? People will come for her. People we can't predict. The forces we're arrayed against here are um uh extensive magic and time-based presumably magic do we know if it's magic fergus they could be from anywhere these uh, tyrants these time entities they, they they pluck people out of times and and places and 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 press gang them that's what they were trying to do to me so certainly they have power that might be called magical, but they can recruit or abscond with practically anyone. Magic is science we don't understand yet. So 
Clark's third law, right? Any yes, sufficiently yes. advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Exactly. We've 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 all read science fiction. Yes, yes. My point is, uh, I I I appreciate the offer. I just want to make sure you you know what the squadron is in for. It it's difficult to predict the nature of the threat. Imminent peril. This is very dangerous. It's been quite some time since that phrase could be moved through this group. It's been somewhat dull, and I think that's my own fault. But if it's anything like the stake, the stakeout where we lost, uh, oh my gosh, I just uh, strong Urus, then it will be a story worth telling again. Thank you. Well, Fergus turns to Claire. I, I, I think we have our answer. That was... Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um... Is it, is here the best place to bring her? I suppose this is our headquarters. So. And you have uh, uh, a place for her to be? We have rooms. Good. Claire, well, Claire, we perhaps, per perhaps you uh, would... Seven, do you suppose you could give Claire a, a bit of a tour while I check in quickly with 138 and, and see what they've discovered? Yes, I suppose you should fa familiarize yourself with headquarters. Thank you. So, Claire, you're you're taken through and you're shown, you know, some rooms. You see one that's just sparse to the point of, you know, there's not even a proper bed. It's like a cot. Um, very blank, very generic, um, except for some sharp implements, or at least holders where sharp implements used to be on the walls. Uh, hmm. You see one room that like like uh like sword mounts, like deck, like uh mm -hmm. like medieval weapons that are mounted on the wall. Okay. Uh, you see one room that is super messy. It just screams bachelor pad. There's like a uh, play box on the, you know, with a giant TV and everything that's got, you know, the controller on the charger and everything. And, uh, one of the, the gamer, gamer chairs, it's got the speakers and shit. Uh, you peek into one room and it's very sparse, but precise. And you see an individual, that has slightly green-tinted skin. Uh, and you, you see out of the... You can't... You only see them in profile, but it looks like there's a like some type of cut or indentation in their skin. Um, and their eyes... Like, like this, multiple ones or just one? Uh, there's... You see a couple. Like, some of them are more faint than others. Some of them are pretty pronounced. The sclera of their eyes, instead of white, is black. And then their eyes are green. And there's writing 
formulas in a language you don't understand. Actually, you do understand this language because this was the stuff... You, this individual, I take all that back, this individual looks exactly like the person that you talked to in that midway point when you and Horatio were trying to travel back to Stringersburg. You have met this individual before. Oh! Here we go. Oh, right. Here we here we are. Oh That's man, right. I totally forgot about that. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. She says she says to uh 7. And this the, this is that strange language that you saw written there that you couldn't decipher and they're right it's all over the walls, the floor and they're like writing on the ceiling now. Do I remember their Before, name? But, but sorry, just before this scene continues, I would already be here, right? Yeah, you were you were heading straight there, and instead okay. of like on a step stool or something, they're just bigger. They're like eight feet tall, and they're riding on the ceiling. <laughs> uh huh. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I I'm not trying to break the flow too. No, no, no. You're you're what? good. And we'll just say that you two walk in at the same time. And uh, yeah, you. I think Fergus shared the name. I think Fergus shared 138 with you when you guys were in Future's Realm. So, and when okay. you talked to them, you were like, oh, are you 138 or what? And they were like, 138 is 138. There is no other or cannot be another designation of 138. Uh, and, but the only the main difference, they're dressed differently. And they've got some type of device around their throat, and it looks like there's some type of speaker or something. That wasn't there. That was the midway point, before, right? I know you. Do I remember? Do I remember their name? Uh, yeah, you would remember one thirty-eight. I think that's something that would get burned into Claire's memory. I would imagine so. One thirty-eight. It's all she says. They're writing on the ceiling and you hear this yeah. you know this odd clicking kind of whistling whirling language coming out and then the there's a couple of LEDs that kind of light up on the collar it's just like that is this one's designation I know you I met you they glance over Ah, uh, yes. Before the experiments. What? Before 138 was experimented on and came here, yes. I have so many questions. And they kind of stop, and he turns and looks at you. Hmm. Unforeseen variable interesting and just kind of grabs a cloth and takes the dry erase stuff and just starts erasing giant swaths of formulas hmm non-variance compliance did not factor and then starts kind of like rewriting all this stuff they wipe what? off what are you working on 
kind of nods towards Fergus. Actually, no, 138 wouldn't notice that Fergus was there. Uh, Give your your NPCs higher will stats. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry, I can't give every single character a willpower of eight. Yeah. So, the, Drew's making a good point, Josh. It's like, um, <laughs> I was come to by a figure who had traveled through time, and we were discussing the the probabilities of a persona that they that had become manifest in this reality. I was trying to deviate the purpose and solution. can't remember his name. What's his name? That's embarrassing. 138? No, not 138. I know who he's talking about. The knife? No, not knife. The... Um, what's his name? The powerful offspring guy. Oh, Horatio? Horatio. Is he talking about Horatio? It sounds like he's talking about Horatio. No, he is not. No, he's not talking oh. about Horatio. Oh, Okay. Uh, Fer- Excuse Fer- me. Fergus didn't bring up Horatio to 138. Uh, oh, you've returned. Have you brought any more pertinent information to help coalesce this conundrum? Yes. Uh, there's a, a, a woman here uh, in this reality who I, I saw there at the end of time. And, and, uh, uh, future or or maybe past or maybe both I, I i think they want to kill her and we want to bring her here to protect her hmm i like how direct he's being one thing that could be a helpful factor is the chaotic influence of the hive would you happen to be able to bring him here the hive uh, yes, study of this individual would be most fascinating and I believe could benefit from uh, coalescing this formula. Well, um, 138, I, I, I'm happy to help you, but uh, have have you met the Hive? I, I don't think anyone No, but I've anything. heard through theory and I have a standing hypothesis that he is a conduit of chaotic influx of the universe and thus could be a uh, stimulus for any possibilities that could be uh, manufactured. I suppose we could try, but the the hive is very... Uh, uh, not particularly reasonable. Do I know the hive? I'm sure I'd know of the hive. You know of the everybody. Yeah, anybody yeah. in Stringer's work. There is an app specific for <laughs> tracking him. <laughs> so you're it's, not caught in it. It's it's basically an app that says don't go here. Yeah. <laughs> this is where he is. Go somewhere else. That makes sense. One thirty eight. Just like, oh, this was. It would just be. Uh, I believe it would be helpful. I cannot say for absolute. 
And you notice some of their language well, isn't exactly precise. Like some of the wording, you kind of get a gist of what they're saying, but it's not the exact word for what they're trying to use. Hmm. It's it's still come a long way because I remember when 138 first built this this translator device, everything was very you know like Vulcan mm -hmm. Borg you know machine kind of speech but it's it's picked up natural language processing pretty well here. yeah that's cool um, do i do i am i able to pick up any of this uh formula that's everywhere in the room it's it's some language that you just you have no is there math in whatsoever it? uh no it's it's all these weird you think maybe it's some type of pictographic um, it does look a bit, it, it actually looks like circuitry. It looks like someone is drawing oh. circuitry. So it's like, he'll draw a circle here and then like a line down and you'll think that maybe, oh, this is a word. And then like five minutes later, he'll draw like a triangle and then draw a couple of different lines and then connect it to that one that he drew like five minutes oh. ago. So it's this odd. And when you step back and look at the whole thing, it looks like a motherboard like the circuitry that runs through a motherboard or something. Claire is very quickly getting distracted by looking at this and trying to figure out what it is. <laughs> Even if she doesn't get it, she's she's parsing it. It might take her some time, but So she she kind of she's kind of she kind of just sort of has like you can kind of feel she's not really paying attention cuz she's looking at the walls. It's probably not a great you, idea. You feel it. You, you feel what, a, what's going on. Yeah, you feel a tap on your shoulder and look over, and Seven is back in their suit, and they're they're looking at a pocket watch, and they put it in their vest, and they're just like, "We'll continue the tour later." I suppose we'll have a guest when I return. And Seven, thank you, Seven. Yes, thank you. Oh. And they, they write down on a on a on a piece of paper on the kitchen table, uh, Spitter's cell phone number, in case you need him. Oh, uh, it's been too long. <laughs> it has. I suppose we Sorry. could swap stories, although mine will be incredibly dull. Ours are, uh, and Fergus just looks at Claire like complicated. Yes, yes. All right, we'll we'll let you go. We uh, we we seem to have a couple of errands. Okay, and Seven walks out of the of the building. Everything. Uh, I think the first thing to do is to bring june here yes yes and uh i think we should do that now will you uh, um uh she looks at 138 will you um i'm guessing you're not going anywhere uh no i have forgone the past uh two patrols um trying to uh, parse this together. 
considering the nature of what you're doing, you should probably have a really clear understanding of who's coming. Do you think? Do you have a good understanding of who's coming? Because I don't want you to waste any of your time calculating something that's just going to need to be updated too. Uh, I was given the information that uh, the tenses of time had physical manifestations and standing armies. Uh, of mm-hmm. multi-dimensional uh, timeline uh, variances. Uh, yes. And yes. that someone they're pursuing is coming here. Hmm. That that's could the, be that's the problematic and an opportunity. Right, so if you're looking for anomalous data, we'll definitely be here soon. Or gateways of an offensive, depending upon the strategy. Oh, what? That, um, Say I that again? I didn't think of that. Gateways of opportunity, depending on the plan of attack, if we decide to go on the offensive. Do I need to clarify further? No, that's clear. That's just um. I, I thought you were saying, uh there might be ways for them to attack her if we bring her here. Well, yes, of course. Well, that too. Is that not a prevalent problem anywhere if they can transverse time and space? Yes, 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 I suppose so. Damn it. Uh, Look, 138, we'll be back shortly with, with June. Uh, in the meantime, you know better than anyone that if the knife and I are in the same place at the same time, everything is going to go... So, is there anything to be done to just keep him away from here? They hold up a finger. Hinky. Yes. Yes, very good. Yes. Well done. Uh... Uh... They... Pause for a second. Uh, I believe uh, through behavioral analysis that the knife will not be returning here uh, unless they have a foolproof plan. They were overly paranoid and uh, obsessive-compulsive. You mean a uh, temporal clone of Fergus's is... Never mind. A <clears throat> tight ass. <clears throat> ha, 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 ha. Suddenly, suddenly everyone is just terribly eloquent. I am working on my tight five when I have a chance. <laughs> um, does, does 138 have... Uh, 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 present presents as male, right? Yeah, yeah, I like him. Oh, that joke was real good, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm still just kind of sucker punched by that. But um, you're welcome. I, th- I think, I think we're good here, right? And and we can go get June. Seems I like. think so. Okay. All right. 
I'm I'm glad that Claire already knows who the knife is because something that you said earlier, Jubal, I, I thought that you didn't know what no, the deal there was. Okay. All right, good. No, I think Fergus has made it abundantly clear about his his problems with the knife to every one that may have yeah. had any interaction. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. It would it would be distressing to meet a copy of yourself who whose he's, very existence was painful for you, who also was trying to hurt you. He's like me, does... but more two dimensional. Copy. Uh, a copy, the shit version of you. He's like a oh. he's like a Xerox of a Xerox. He's like a yeah. old. He's like a '90s zine. Oh yes, and it's also like let me take my worst qualities and make that a person. <laughs> All right. So anyway, you, you guys are heading back for June. Yes. Okay. Uh, you guys are. You you get a Uber or whatever back towards. Uh, Fergus's area where you guys came out and you know you'll I guess Fergus's paranoia uh, do you guys try to you know circuitously kind of get there or, or what I mean here's here's, we, here's a quick question need to hurry yeah um the the last time we were in a hired car. Fergus didn't have a chance to do this. So I think we'll take another one in order for him to see if something is possible. Um, so as we're leaving, Fergus just sort of casually is like, so you'll call the um, Hoover then? He says that to me? Yeah. The Hoover? Uh, the car thing. Uber. Oh, Uber. yes, yes, indeed. Because it's really good. It's the brand. Uber, like I, the German word. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, like uh, uh, Nietzsche, Ubermensch. Yes, yes. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I wasn't going deep into philosophy because I don't think the name's deep. I'm just saying I think that's why they called it that, is to be like, oh, it's really good. Like Fine. super, uh, but uh, we're I'm trying to help you remember it, Fergus. Oh yes, all right. I'll remember it next time. Although I find myself strangely cautious about saying the names of certain commercial entities. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to use reference code Stringersburg on your next Uber ride. Oh. Just so. Okay. Jesus Christ, we definitely don't want them involved. It's in almost this. as if there's uh, some sort of Damocles hanging over us if we <laughs> overuse and become too popular. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just just imagine what the initial dump of sponsorship money would do to us. We'd just be <laughs> mutated beyond recognition. <laughs> Have we said Uber in fucking, the past five we'd minutes? We'd be fucking fine. <laughs> we'd be fucking fine. Anyway. Okay, um, so what so, what do you want to do? The point being, if we take another one of those, Fergus wants to try and see if his machine control will allow him to get real detailed with the driver's device in like terms a smart of smart racer. 
Um, I don't know what the driver would have because the bracer system seems like it wouldn't work super well with a car service unless the bracer just like projects the map over there yeah it's but, um, you've seen claire use it and it's got like a ui like a holographic ui that pops up and then there's like a keyboard that will like display down your forearm or you can like swipe mm -hmm. it over to like a neutral space or whatever or you can like take it off and set it on a table and it'll display onto the table so the bracer when somebody's driving their bracer can just put a map somewhere for yeah like them, on like the a, windshield like or whatever or, yeah okay yeah, yeah 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 all right well then um fergus as soon as we get in the car fergus is going to use his machine control to try and interact with the driver's smart bracer and see like what all information it's sending where can he can he like make it so that only exactly what it what he needs to drive goes out and all the other signals are just sort of contained or, or, or okay. bottled up somewhere. Like, yeah. no, no texts and coming out going right, like right. that. Uh, cool. they, they, downloaded, cool. they downloaded the Google map and turned off their, their 4G. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I just want to see if I can if, if, if I can control the technological signals that okay. they're sending out that uh, might help us be tracked. Yeah, give me a give me a machine control. Are we doing this in the gameplay channel? A yeast. Okay. Okay. Eight ranks. So, 8D. Three. Um, you can't. There's there's too much remote information. Like you can kind of, you can get an idea of all the information that's coming in, but just like the ambient stuff of like the gps the the internal root system like all the stuff that's going on that we just take for granted that our phones are constantly yeah. doing at any one point you you can kind of grasp that and you can you can't get it to just do that one thing but you can kind of shut down some of the periphery systems or control them to a certain extent but you can't get you can't get the exact thing Right, right, right. There's too many interconnecting bits that Fergus wouldn't really understand. Right. He would just he would just know that oh, if I flip this off, then the map goes. Right. So I I can just go go around the outside and get rid of you know. You you know, like... you, you foot trapped the the smart bracer so you can get it to not go somewhere, but you can't control the rest of its body. Mm, mm hmm. I like that. If you want okay, to put it yeah. in martial arts terms. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I pretend I'm very knowledgeable of such things. <laughs> we go along with this illusion. Yeah, so um, Fergus is just like sitting in the back seat with his eyes twitching, and, and, and every now and then a, 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 a little finger as they're driving, and, and at some point he gives a kind of like, this like <laughs> just like a little smug noise. <laughs> but he, he looks real far out while he's doing this. Claire gives him a questioning look. Claire, about that time you get a badoop on your smart bracer. You get a text message. Who's it from? From a Mr. Greg Greenwell. It says, Dr. Robbins, will you be gracing us with your presence today? Oh, 
deadlines are are need to be met. Testing in two days. <clears throat> Claire, uh, Claire leans forward and and uh, pinches the bridge of her nose with her two fingers. Oh, let's see. Um, Fergus, I have, to, I have to work. I have a job, and that was my boss texting me. Um, and as you may recall, my boss is working in co close cahoots with a known supervillain trying to weaponize and uh, have exclusive access to my research, which is not for him. So, so this isn't great. And, um, yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do about this. I can, um, I don't know what the consequences would be of me failing, but I do know the consequences of me not going or replying are going to raise a lot of suspicions. So, after we secure June, remember we talked about the whole uh, taking them on thing? Remember that? Earlier today? I've been a bit overwhelmed. Uh... So we said once June was safe, we were going to make sure that the uh, guy who's trying to gain access to the ability to control to switch on and potentially switch off meta abilities, who is... What's his name, Drew? The the big Crimson the Fury. Crimson, what, Crimson Fury, Fury, yeah, yeah. We don't want Crimson Fury to have access to this, so um, I I, I can use this opportunity to find out a little bit more about where he currently is, and uh, if he's outside and nearby, we could maybe strike him before we strike the tower, um, or maybe he'll be out of the country and then he won't be there in the tower. Or maybe he'll be holed up in the tower, and then we'll at least know to expect him when we go in there. So this is kind of this is kind of this is probably my last um, peaceful entry into the tower before we come back. Are are you sure it's going to be peaceful? I'm very valuable to them. No one else does what I'm doing. They have people who are working with me, but they don't understand my research. Not entirely, not enough. Not enough for a meaningful deadline. Maybe maybe in six months, maybe a year, they could catch up, but... Uh, Claire, I, I'm, I'm just a little uh, nervous uh, 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 about separating, but you're right, we absolutely must stop them. I... Uh... I don't like I being. I could. Hmm. Look, can't you just go you know? There and... Go ahead. Well, uh, destroy your research. It's my research, Fergus. It's my life's work. It's in the hands of a maniac. No, I'm not going to destroy it. Uh, all right. I, do you I know? Do you know how big this is? If I can crack yes. this, do you know how big this is? Well, it, it's it's just if 
once we're done with this maniac, there'll just be another one. We'll, we'll, I, I, we'll cross that bridge. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it, but... I, I, I didn't seriously expect you to say yes anyway. I, 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 I... If I have to, I have to. I mean, I, but, but it is inevitable, and we need to stay ahead of it, regardless. I, I suppose. But, but, but what, what were you going to say? I, I, I could bring you with me because the core of my research is testing and I could test some of the stuff I've been working on on you. Uh, it would be, uh... you would have my word that it would be the safest it could possibly be, but I can't give you, I can't t say it's a zero risk situation. Clara, the, I, the I... goal The goal is to improve powers. That is kind of what I do. But I, 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 no, 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 I can't. I, I, I can't. I can't do that. No, I'm sorry, I can't. We said we don't want to split up. Uh, they won't even notice me. Most people don't. There you go, then. I, I, I... But that's our cover. It's, it's a good idea, and, and it's fine as a cover, but... You, you you can't do that kind of test on on me. Something, Burgess. If you're if you're worried about your own personal privacy, I would not be extracting information from you. It would be the type of thing where I test to see if you can run faster. I test to see if you can read a small typed book from across the room. These are not organ-melting tests that I would have. I have those, and those would not be what you would get. They weren't for my parents either, or for me. I... I... What? Those sorts of tests, that, that's what the project was. That's what made me this way. I... I that whole milieu, I... I, I it's I, no 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 I, I, I can't I didn't know that Fergus it's it's a long and terrible story and uh I I, I haven't wanted to burden you or anyone with it but what I do must make you very uncomfortable I'm so sorry someday when everything calms down I'm going to find the the men responsible for Project Spectre. And, Spectrum. and I'm going to make them Spectrum. Thank you. And we're going to have long and very detailed conversations. But until then, I... The, the testing environment, Claire, please, I, I, I can't. Of course wouldn't make you. It's just an idea. And... I, I, uh, I can I can I can find a way to come into the building with you without being seen. You can you can rely on me for that. Great. I just want to make sure we have an out. I want to make sure we have a easily dis easily explainable reason why you're there. Because 
if Crimson Fury is there, there's going to be security, and there's going to be meta security. There's going to be people who are there to look for people like us. And they know me, so I'm no surprise, but this isn't this isn't some garage operation. This is a massive, massive business with a massive budget doing some very high-level things. And one of the reasons, just to briefly touch on what we were talking about earlier, because I just really, I really have to, Fergus. One of the reasons I'm doing this is so there are no more things like Project Spectrum. Okay? That stuff is barbaric. That stuff is evil. That's everything I stand against. That's not my work. That's not my style. And people won't do that if they don't have a need to do that. So I want to fix the need because while we're in this transitional period of learning more about why we are the way we are, there are going to be people like that who are going to try to find out by any means necessary and who will step on anyone in their way. I don't want that. I don't want that in the world. I don't want that in my projects. And I'm so sorry it happened to you, but that's exactly the kind of thing I want to fight against. Well, then it's 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 the the entire government. Well, all right, all right. My personal uh, axe to grind with with the project it, it is isn't the issue here. Let's just get June to a safe place, and and then. And then, and then we'll go to the tower. I can play the part, but just, just please, let's not get to the point where I actually have to submit to any tests. I, I hey, hey, if the worst, the worst that'll happen is I'll give you a, a saline solution, okay? If it absolutely comes down to that, I'm gonna give you saline solution, and you'll be fine. That's that's just salt water, right? That's just yeah. that's what yep. saline is. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. I, okay. I I think I think I could if we had to. Yep. If we have to, this is not this is not our plan A, Fergus. This is just <clears throat> uh it will if you come with me, it'll be probably easy to come in and uh very hard to get out if things go badly. So we just want to make sure because we talked earlier about having backup. And so um, it's that awful crux between I would like to wait for backup, but if I don't go, then they'll be on high alert. And then right. will backup be enough? About this time is when you guys reach your destination, uh, or at least close to, and... Uh, I think you guys are walking and, and, and talking about this and you, you round the corner to Fergus, what you know is kind of the one of the main entrances you use. I imagine that there's a, a handful, so you're not always going in and out of the same spot. Right. And it's a, uh, old, it, 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 this, this was a platform of the subway system that has been condemned uh, so you you open up the 
the metal uh, safety door and everything and then lock it back with your TK. And mm -hmm. sitting on a, a, a street curb, uh, real, you know, fairly close to it, not like right on it or anything, there's a individual and they've got their head down and there's like a long, worn... Um, you imagine at one point this was kind of a nice coat, like a long overcoat or something, and um, faded red, maybe some type of leather, some type of heavy material, a uh, couple of patches in it and everything, and they've got a, 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 a long white stick with a red marking, you know, a red end on it that a blind person would use. Or, or I'm sorry, Reverse that, I believe. It's a red with white white tip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And um, you guys are walking by and... Spare some change. Um, Claire uh, uh, ch checks her person and only has, like, $5. And is, does he have like a hat or a cup or a? Uh, yeah. There's like a there. There's a small like bowl, almost like it looks like an old cracked dish or something. There you go. As you like reach down to put your hand in it, even for you, like lightning fast, they reach out and like grab your wrist. And and if you were prepared for it, like you could have easily moved it out of the mm -hmm. way. But he grabs just enough, like seems to just time it perfectly um to where you're not where your tension's divided where you've had this conversation with fergus mm -hmm. like you're not on on point mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you feel a, a thrum in his fingertips and he looks up at you with these completely blanked out eyes like there's no pupil no iris no nothing they're solid white and He's like, is it like milky? Is it like cataracts? No, or is no, it like just a, just like supernatural white. Yeah, oh, okay. like supernatural white. And he looks vaguely familiar to you guys, but you can't quite place it. And he says, "Well, it looks like this one was right. It's been a been a couple of years, guys." Um, well, it's not the back of a car, but I think things are about to change again. And you guys are just kind of hit with this flash of, you guys were driving, it, it was right after the Chicago incidents and everything, and you guys were driving in a car, and there was a, 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 a person sitting in the back that just, apologize they just said i'm sorry there was nothing i could do no matter what i tried and and back in the day they had um like a half covering that had a bunch of eyes all over it like a headband that went over their head too um insight a lot younger he was in his early teens like middle teens before um it looks like time has not been kind to him um He's older, he's probably early 20s, mid-20s now. Uh, looks like his nose has been broken a couple times. He's missing a couple of teeth. Like, 
you see oh. cuts on his hands, like scars. Um, like he's got like scars on his face. He's got cauliflower ear. Um, looks like he's just been repeatedly had the shit beat out of him. And he's just like, well, Claire and Fergus, it's, uh, looks like you're back in the middle of everything. And we're going to insight end it there. Well, yeah. So sure. everyone, thank you again for sitting with us. Uh, another hour or so as we weave our tale and begin the final arc of this tale, not the end of Stringersburg, but this particular chapter I think is starting to ramp up towards its climax. We'll we'll see in a couple more sessions. So from me, Flocky, and Jubal, thank you all so much for listening. Hit us up on social media, the Birdcast. We got our Patreon up, you know, grab you some stickers or some writing, some art, you know. We'd super duper appreciate it. And any questions, the birdcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys, and we'll catch you on the next one.